I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, dammit! Ah, we'll have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You wanted your file? I found you your file. You wanted out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you no use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I knows you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was gonna love me? Who, who was gonna make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets your shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost it right this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and you really should put some iodine on your butt. And my name is Colin Drucker, and yo, Carmen, you blind? <laughs> Carmen, she's a BSA in this movie. She is a BSA in this movie. She is a, She is definitely, like, a, a featured ensemble Uh in her only role, this is her only movie role, the girl who plays Carmen, and I loved Carmen. I loved her too. I feel like all of those kids are legit from like the Bronx, like because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, as we learn, it's hard to fake a, like a Bronx, New York accent when you're like eight years old. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, this is very much a Canadian production filmed in mostly Canada, except for obviously some <gasps> no shots, some way. scenes in New York. The camp was all in Canada. Okay. I, so my sense is that some of these kids might be giving you just like Southside Toronto. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. But hey, listen, I don't know Michelle Grissom's life. That's the girl who plays Doesn't Carmen. Doesn't take away from Carmen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Carmen may actually be from the Bronx, but, you know, she's got like an aunt in Ottawa or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! It takes two, Colin. It, it takes, takes two. It takes tall. It takes two. This is uh, the title of the episode. Is the only appropriate title is it's the It Takes Two episode because yes. there's no other way to explain what this is. It's not the BSAs of It Takes Two. It's not so and so and It Takes Two. It's just the It Takes Two episode. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there were so many core memories from this movie that I remember, and a lot of them had to do with a one Miss Clarice Kensington and her schmacting, but oh my gosh, I mean, we'll get into another Jane, Jane Sibbett. Yes, uh, Jane Sibbett, I guess if we were to try to put the good old-fashioned Best Supporting Podcast BSA lens on this, I guess you could say Jane Sibbett is going for BSA in, in 1995's Reicher Entertainment dual star production of It Takes Two. But really, this whole movie in and of itself, is it's like a BSA of our childhoods. Yeah, in a way. I mean, it's awful. Yeah. But I, I do think Kirstie Alley's great in it. I mean, she's working with material that just like, I think she's just like a really great comedic actress. And there's some lines that are just like impossible to say. Like, I can't believe she had to say them. Save with, same with, uh, what's his face? Mr. Gutenberg. Um, what's his face? I mean, what's those shoulders, face? that chest, the smile, you know, his great hands too. Steve Gutenberg. I mean, there's, okay. I'm Okay. We have a laundry list of things to talk we about. We do, we do, yeah. So, folks, for those of you who signed on board because you wanted to hear us talk about Oscar winners in prestige pictures, this is the episode for you. We are indeed <laughs> going to be diving into 1995's It Takes Two, which, as you mentioned, stars the late Kirstie Alley, the uh, delicious Steve Gutenberg. Uh. And those little Olsons, not Elizabeth, but Mary-Kate and Ashley. Yes, and Philip Bosco, lest we forget. To say nothing of Queen Philip Bosco, recently queened at the second annual Weston Awards, Philip Bosco. Um, I mean, he's great. It's a meaty role for Philip, I feel. It's 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 definitely the best supporting actor role. Uh, Vincenzo is, uh, he's no slouch. Yeah, he's a great role. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is a movie I think that we've kind of, kicked around as like 
a reference point of like, oh, yeah, I know that movie. Oh, yeah, it takes two. One day we'll do it takes two. Yeah. And you never think that day is going to come, you know? And it does. And I'm so glad it's here. I mean, I did watch the trailer for this one, and it's just terrible. I mean, there it almost feels like a Disney movie, like one of those movies that are so bad. But they, they got... I mean, I don't know where Kirstie Alley was in 1995. Like, what? Because it's, I feel like it's post, um, I don't know how long Cheers ran, but I feel like it feels post Cheers. It feels post Look Who's Talking. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see her in this. I mean, every other actress in the entire world was up for this role. It is insane. I saw that on IMDb. It was a little too much. It was, you know, <laughs> I actually I have it in front of me because we might as well. Um, let's see if it'll if it'll expand for me. Yeah, open up that picture desktop. Ooh, that's big. Okay, so, he, <laughs> uh, yes, when well, Kirstie Alley landed the role, and we'll talk about where she was in her career in a second. Um, the, Winona Ryder was the first choice for the role of Diane. That's crazy. Uh, and then uh, the you know producers thought that she was too young, and they wanted Julia Louis Dreyfus. I just can't see it. I mean, I, she was doing Seinfeld by this point. I feel, and that's why she did. Yeah, Seinfeld wouldn't let her out of her contract. That's her, right. Out of her, her contract. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see it, Margot. But other names, <laughs> and this list goes on, so I'm just going to handpick the ones that I think are interesting. Gina Davis, Kim Cattrall, Sandra Bullock, Laura Dern, Joan Cusack, Meg Ryan, Melody Griffith, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Elizabeth Perkins. So many names that we've talked about before. Yeah. Goldie Hawn, Andy McDowell, the worst actress in the world, Brooke yes. Shields, Nicole Kidman, Karen Allen, Linda Hamilton, Helen Hunt, Julia Roberts, Catherine O'Hara, Julianne Moore. I promise I'm almost done. Heather Locklear, Reba McIntyre, <gasps> Demi Moore, and then why not? Madonna or Sharon Stone, Renee Russo. Why? Yeah, all these were considered for the oh role of God. Diane. Now, it's what's worth saying when they say considered, that could be like, oh, you know, I'd love to get Elizabeth Perkins in this role. Yeah, who's doing the fact checking here? <laughs> yeah. Like, Who's it, running IMDb? You know, was it like Meg Ryan and Sharon Stone and, and Leah Thompson were sitting on a couch outside an audition room just waiting to do sides as Diane Burroughs? Probably yeah. not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but, you know, Kirstie got it. She did. Well, so Cheers had ended in 93. This came out in 95. So this Perfect. was just after Cheers. I kind of feel like... I remember in 95, she was also in the remake of the movie Village of the Damned that wasn't very successful. Oh. I would say the late 90s until maybe, well, I, I would I want to say until Drop Dead Gorgeous, but that movie kind of bombed. Um, the late 90s were not, short of Veronica's Closet, were not great for Kirstie Alley. I think Veronica, Veronica's Closet in 97 was kind of her next, I think, successful venture after Cheers. And this movie, Got technically. It. Yeah. It's a uh, smash. Yeah, this is the highest grossing Olsen Twins movie. So, really? Yeah, how do you like that? That makes sense, though. I mean, yeah. I'm not an aficionado by any means, but... Uh, yeah, I don't even know where I learned that, but uh, now I know it, and now you know it. But, um, yeah, I... You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing with that takes, too. It was like this... Yes, again, this reference does now become its own episode, and... It was I I want to make clear. Well, I was I may have been the first person to bring it up on the podcast. I may have been the first to utter the cursed name it takes two. This was your idea. It was. I will take <laughs> yes. full ownership. And as I sat down, I paid my 299 for the SD version because I wasn't yes. paying 399 oh, for I the love HD. That. Yeah, yeah. On yep. Amazon Prime, and I sat on the couch and I crossed my arms and I was like, "Ooh, I, I can't wait to see how this turns out. And let me tell you something. I got so swept up. I had <gasps> such a good time. This is such a fun little movie. It's dumb. And it's not like, yeah. it's not like, you know, August Osage County or anything. Nothing deep happens. But like, I was very much swept up in the Diane and Roger love story. And like, the the suspense, uh, the suspense of like, oh no, Alyssa's been a, uh, 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 you know, adopted by the butt kisses, you know, like, I I got into it, I got into it as yeah. much as I did twenty years ago. 
Yeah, that last 30 minutes, it's like the cue the first wives club music. As a limo pulls up. Yeah. Oh, God. And like Kirstie Alley, like at the wedding when she like yells at Clarice, that's like a very clear like a hey. When she started, I, I love it. I love that like black outfit she's wearing. Oh God, it's that was the outfit she was wearing to go meet up with Roger in their I special know. place. She looks like she's going to a funeral. Yeah. Well, uh. to catch anybody up who for some reason has not seen It Takes Two, uh, this is, you know, a la The Parent Trap or, you know, yes. it, it's sort of a take on The Prince and the Pauper. Yeah, I'm sure there's other like, you know, it's probably a country cousin to Freaky Friday, you know. It, sure. And it's not. So it's the Olsen twins are playing identical strangers, not separated at birth. It's not. I guess I should have looked up what this has in common with the movie Big Business, because I feel like it's the same idea or they were like twins, like one twin was each switched at birth with the other and then they became mismatched twins. Do you know that movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but I know it's one of Julie Klausner's favorites and Bette Midler's in it, right? Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin, yeah. Ooh, so nice. there may have been even a more complex explanation and that one included, it had Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin each playing a set of twins. But like one was the uptight city twin and one was the country twin. And it, it's a bit more confusing with four of them, but this cuts it in half. This has Alyssa... Alyssa Calloway, who is the daughter of of the absolutely luscious Steve Gutenberg, who is the heir to the the Calloway. No, he he stumbled into a fortune by investing in cell phones in like the early nineties. Yeah, but he hates the things. But he hates the things. He bought the airspace. I don't even know what that means. I know, right? So Alyssa is rich offer, rich offer. You know what? Uh, on this Calloway money. Meanwhile, Amanda, Amanda Lemon, is an orphan in in Toronto playing New York. Yeah. With, at least in her first scene, a terrible accent that then never shows up again. <laughs> Same with Kirsty. I like, she's yelling out the window. She's like, come on, what are you doing down there? It's like, it's, it's awful. And then they both drop it. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Kirst, Di- you know, Diane plays the, the woman who works, you know, at the, the, you know, orphaned, the orphanage in the east side, you know, the, the children's center. And she's kind of the surrogate mom for a lot of these kids, specifically Amanda Lemon. And yeah, she's going to take Amanda at the beginning of the movie to go meet with the butt kisses, these like orphan oh farmers that just bring in, you know, foster children and, and adopt kids. And, you know, Amanda's outside playing baseball in the street and Diane yells out the window, I told you not to play in that dress. And then Amanda calls back up, oh, come on. It's not like I'm hurting it, none. And then they never do it again. Yeah. It's, I mean, same with Alyssa, though. Alyssa has, like, the way she pronounces her T's, it's like this fake british accent but it's not even that it's like a bad version of a british accent and she kind of continues it throughout the the rest of the movie but she forgets about it sometimes she's doing like the sort of transatlantic elocution yes. kind of thing yes. it's so yeah. ridiculous because it's like i never understand that cliche when people are playing rich people like i understand that there is i guess there are like elocution classes or whatever but like it seems like such a cheap default that if somebody's rich then mother i talk like this and how prim and proper i guess she wouldn't say mother because her mom's dead but you know <laughs> it's, it's it's like I, I oh it's so it's it's almost broader than amanda's uh you know one line of new york accent yeah, in ways I hated it more. Yeah, I hated it more. I hated it more. I hated I hated it more when she was using the accent and wearing that stupid hat in the beginning. Oh my god. Ugh. So anyway, Diane with all the all the sweet little city kids go to summer camp for the week at Camp Calloway, which is owned by uh Raj. Roger Calloway, the absolutely uh, Oh, d- delicious. Steve Gutenberg. Has it been said? Um, oh, peak. peak. Maybe not peak. I mean, I know that there's other, there are other movies with him. I've, I've Googled it. Steve, Steve Gutenberg shirtless. I don't know what movies there. He's in Cocoon, too. He's in Cocoon. He was in the Police Academy movies. Yes. He was oh in the Three God. Men and a Baby and Little Lady movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
He's perfect. He's what are you, stunning. What do you? Yeah. Do you, well, does he have monkey qualities? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I hadn't even considered that, but in he has, he has like monkey. He like he he has like the guy at the zoo who like does the monkey show with the monkeys qualities. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he has a great smile. He is okay. I've had a thought. I had a thought yeah. while I was taking notes. So, you know, when we come across men that we like over the years, you know, Philip Bosco, for example, some every once in a while they become a queen, and it's just like this man that stands out. He just gives us a great performance, or gives us the feels, or we just we just we just love him. And I feel like queens are one thing, but then there's the guys that we kind of like, we get a little goo-goo for, a little goo-goo gaga eyes for. Yeah. And I feel like we need to recognize the kings, you know? <gasps> yeah, as the kids say. As the kids say, the kings. And so I feel like we have, like even at the Westons, we might even have like a short list of like the kings, you know, Steve Gutenberg. For example, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a few more just to kind of wet your whistle. Recent kings might include Aaron Eckhart. Yes. A recent king might include uh, potentially Cooper Rafe. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. He's like a prince in a way. He's you a know prince. I mean? He's a prince. He's, too, he's a king in the waiting. He's a prince. Yes. Um, okay. I would say maybe Craig T. Nelson from Poltergeist. Oh, king of kings and then i think a king who was a king before we ever even knew we had kings james marston yes oh my gosh he's, i love this even though I he has everything. like a prince quality but he's like the king you know yeah because he pl i think it's because he played a prince but he does have prince qualities yeah right. so i think that like gives us something to kind of keep an eye out for because there's like queen philip bosco but then there's king steve gutenberg oh my god yeah I'm so aroused yeah yeah i mean listen you know uh oh, i don't have to tell is... you i didn't make the rules i just you know i just love following him that's right i mean i don't pay too much attention to shoulders but like he never misses shoulders day like it's, it's just like the perfect physique to say nothing of the way that chest hair refuses, <sighs> refuses to stay in that shirt. It is poking out from the neck. That one scene where he has like a white button down that he's like, yeah, what is that? And it's it looks like, like he's going to the Ren Fair. Yes. And it's like half unbuttoned down the top. And he's like, Vincenzo, where's my daughter? He's like, oh, she's not here. I'm like, perfect. Let's get to business, you two. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so the complex plot is that Roger is marrying this, this nightmare of a woman, uh, what's her snakes, Clarice, Clarice. and in a, a series of misadventures, Alyssa and Amanda discover each other and decide that they can help each other by switching places and uh, ultimately bringing Diane and Roger together and making them fall in love so that he'll leave Clarice and so that Diane can finally meet a man and be able to adopt Amanda. And then they can all be one big happy family. And yet there is still no explanation as to why the two of them look exactly alike. Yeah. No one really questions it. No one cares. No. There's, no one there's cares. a lot of like, I think I have maybe two other moments that we'll probably talk about that I'm just like, wouldn't they have fill in the blanks, like realize this or, you know, it doesn't add up, but you just go with it. You just go with it because it's just like, ugh, you know, it, it's it's 1995's It Takes Two. Like this was a movie that I feel like the, the, the reason it was ever on my radar was because I guess it was maybe it was just on HBO a lot when I was a kid or on the movie channels a lot when I was a kid. And so like and I say kid and I mean like probably more like I probably caught this somewhere like 12 and up you know what I mean like I was yep. a little too old for it and I knew it and I didn't care you know yeah I feel like this is a movie I definitely watched it with my mom and you know she was probably lusting after Steve just like we are now mm -hmm. she's probably our age <laughs> like right now right right um and it's still stupid enough to like really be kid friendly and you know it's broad enough that it I was really into it and you know at the at it, uh, it it works for everyone and not really everyone not for men 
straight men. Yeah, not for. I mean, I I think there's a lot of people that might hate this. But, <laughs> That's true. I don't know uh, why I'm like it's a masterpiece. Yeah, everyone's gonna love this. This is gonna be great. Um, well, you know, I it worked for a lot of people because as I said, it was the most successful Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie and. That being said, like here I was expecting it was going to be like a hundred million dollar movie or whatever. It made, I mean, listen, I'm not going to sneeze, but it made like 19.5 uh, worldwide. Yeah, I wonder how much that is now, you know? I guess you're right. Yeah, right. Like what is that now? So, you know, but whatever. Uh, I'm sure it cost them like $3 million to make. So I'm sure they did fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it, it feels like this feels like a movie that um, – I don't know, like girls would watch it a sleepover that like I wasn't invited to, you know, uh, yeah. this is like a real like this and like Pizza Hut and Jiffy Pop feel like a oh nice kind God. of combo, you know, a pan pizza mm-hmm. on a, a Friday pan- nights. Yep. In somebody else's finished basement watching it takes two on VHS. With a two liter of Coke. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. That that really is like. I can I can taste it. I could smell it. I I I'm I'm there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know I mean, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> like, that's that's, you, that's the movie, guys. Um, oh, I've got notes. I've got. Notes oh, I've got here. some notes. But yeah, it's um. Well, well, kick us off. What do you? Where do you want to start with this? Uh, the first note I have is um that sloppy Joe scene is the most foul thing I've ever seen. That's... Why are the kids eating sloppy joes like that? I don't know. That is one of my first notes as well. So for folks, anyone who is has not watched the movie in preparation for this episode, though I cannot understand why, uh, or you don't have it, you know, in your bones the way that we do. Uh, indeed, I think it's at the first day of camp, or maybe it's the first day of camp when Alyssa is playing Amanda. Yeah, and it's sloppy. Oh, right, because it's the whole like you know, it's your favorite sandwich, remember? And it's sloppy Joe day, and it's just it, it's this montage. Of just kids eating like all incorrectly. It it is so disgusting. It is like watching animals eat wet garbage. Yes. It's like it's like the director was like, instead of taking a bite and opening your mouth, just like smash it in your face. Like the top bun goes like up their nose. Yeah. And then they like take the sandwich away and it they're just covered. And like rub the bun on your face and have it colla- like collapse in your hands, like even like a pie eating contest. Yeah, and like when so like there's the gag of you know obviously Alyssa's never had a sloppy Joe, and then she gets a you know a taste of it or a smell of it, and then she just digs in, and it's all over her face. There's meat chunks hanging from her cheek, and I just wish Diane was bothered by this. Yeah, wipe your mouth, kid. That's yeah, what I wanted her to you want to get adopted? Wipe your mouth. You know, oh, God, you you look like you look like a a boy's dormitory bathroom on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, sloppy Jane. Yeah, you look like sloppy Jane over there. Um, <laughs> that was so disgusting. Though you know, and here's the here's the fucked up thing. Here's the fucked up thing about this movie. There's shit like this, or that stupid food fight scene. Food fight scenes. Yeah, let's talk about. Give it. me so much anxiety. Ew, I think it would hurt. Yes, I think it would hurt. I don't like the idea of filming them. I don't like the idea of it happening, of the waste of food. I just don't like a food fight. Um, you know, and so it's like there's dumb shit like that that happens, like kid stuff. Like there's a food fight, and there's gross sloppy joes, and there's like dumb kid gags. But like, I never think. I don't think I ever really like appreciated. They're like, oh, wow, like Alyssa gets to hang out with Diane and it's like she's with her mother again, who's dead. And Amanda, this is the first night she's ever like ha- slept in a house as, quote unquote, someone's daughter. And and yeah. and she is Steve Gutenberg as a dad. And it was like, oh, my God. Oh, there was just this sense of like, oh, on a deeper level, like these two kids are getting like so much of what they need in this situation, you know? Yeah, there are these moments where like everything just syncs up for a second and you can it like allows you to have those thoughts. Like you said, it's like you get swept up a little bit and you kind of just whether you want to or not, just let it wash over you. And I had a great time watching it as well. Jane Sibbett has kind of the thing. It's not thankless. Like Clarice is certainly like the over the top, like wicked soon to be stepmother role. But like 
it's funny because I, I found on YouTube a like behind the scenes, just like candid footage of like somebody just kind of filming behind the scenes of them making this movie. And I think it really made me appreciate Jane Tippett more because I saw her out of character and I, and I like saw her kind of like, you know, hanging out with like one of the Olsons and like dancing around with her. And there was a, a little scene of Steve Gutenberg and Jane Tippett like playing tag with Ashley Olsen in the garden outside. And it was so sweet. And I was just like, it was this reminder of like, as kind of annoying and ridiculous as this character of Clarice is like in that I could see the way that Jane Sibbett was transforming into this cartoon character. And I could see in the ways that like you'd see her and Steve Gutenberg kind of chit chatting before the scene started and like just kind of like having normal energy. And then you'd see her switch into Clarice and like, I'm not saying like, you know, it's a blockbuster awards nominated performance or anything, but like I can appreciate what it takes to turn into a, a, a kid's movie villain, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the exaggerated version of the, like, in this movie specifically, are, are the butt kisses. They're, like, at a 10. Like, they're, like, at a Nickelodeon 10, mm, you know? Yeah. And Jane Sibbett is, like, uh, like a Disney Channel 10, you know? And, and But I'm still really, like, she does make me laugh. Like, even, like, uh, just, <laughs> my line was almost, uh, uh, what does she say? Oh, Roger, she's darling. It's just, like, it's so gross but i love it at the same time and my favorite line that was like a super core memory let me let me pull this is like not going to be worth the uh the wait here but where's jane in my notes oh she's it's like when she's about to tell Alyssa that she's going off to who's really amanda um that she's going to go off to boarding school and she's like Alyssa, don't be rude i am talking now what was i saying with that hair with the hair oh that hair well and i, I think it was Why that same that haircut because she got the gum in there she got the governor oh, here. Oh my god, I totally forgot. Yeah, I totally forgot. I did not even put that together. Yeah, because wow. the gum. Uh, I think it was that same scene where she's like, where she's telling Amanda as Alyssa that she's going to be like sent away to boarding school, and she's going up the stairs, and she turns and says, "Maybe even in Tibet, ha!" Huh! And like, does this like big open mouth laugh? And it's, it's really funny. It was like, yeah, I'll, I'll she just, makes me laugh. This is great. So I, you know, uh, I celebrate you, Jane Sibbett. And and I appreciate your efforts. I she, she's a weird one. I actually am aware of Jane Sibbett because I feel like she she was in Friends. She was in Friends. She played Carol Ross's ex wife. Yes, she was in Friends, and she kind of veered into like some weird like new age stuff at some point. I don't know where I stumbled on this. Maybe it was like my weird like life coaching era in 20 like 2015 2016 but i feel like i maybe she was at some like new age expo or something that i went to or there was some display about her but she i feel like if i google this it's going to be true but it was like jane sibbett's magic hands and i actually think that if y'all will bear with me i because i don't want to speak out of turn you know um but it was something about like her hands her dancing hands, Jane Sibbett's dancing hands. <gasps> I found what? it. Not her magic hands, her dancing hands. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. After after a special activation in May of 2015 from another gifted conduit of source energy, Jane suddenly found her hands dancing. And I don't know what that does. I don't know what the dancing leads to, but... Um, that's a thing. If you really want to dig in, uh, you could go to janesibbett.com and you could read about the history of Jane's dancing hands. <laughs> wow. I'm picturing like, because there's someone on TikTok that does this. It's really funny. He just uses his index finger and middle finger and puts them in like these little boots and does these like struts. And it's really realistic too. They're really funny. Oh, but that's what I'm picturing in my head. This I think is a lot more like... Sure. Expressive dance in Lululemon pants, okay. you know? Okay, yes. That's what I would describe it as. Mandalemon pants. Yeah, Mandalemon pants. So <laughs> that's what I know about Jane Sibbett, but uh, I appreciate her efforts in It Takes Two. Yeah, um, good on you, Jane. I mean, I, I think that there's a, a really nice balance of, yeah, like you said, like trying to be a villain in a kid's movie, not trying, succeeding, and... Um, I feel like it would be a fun role to play 
to just be miserable. I don't like how she treats Vincenzo too. I oh. like a diet coke, a co- coke, please. Yeah, I love that. with a lime. Yeah, yes. She's just like very. Um, I don't know. She looks like a lizard in a way. Yes. Like, the wig she has is just awful. I would have been. I would have revolted. But I guess maybe that's the point. Yeah, I think that's. The, I think it's just like I think out of like even kind of seeing her out of character in those in those behind the scenes shots in the same kind of outfit and makeup and whatnot, like just her not being this woman. I was like, oh, she's so pretty. Oh, she's so cute. But when she's playing Clarice, she's so like, you know, I don't know, severe and like bird-like, you know? Yeah. she. Oh, yeah. Bird is probably the better one. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. She has a beak. She got, yeah, nose. she's big beaky qualities. Yeah. 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 I... I mean, I would love to talk about Kirstie Alley. I have like a, a laundry list of notes here, notes and quotes. I I think so because I really I I do think obviously she's been a point of of discussion, you know, lately since her passing, and you know everything that people have had to say about her politics and her opinions and whatnot. And I think I have seen a lot of people who are like, yeah, well, I loved her in this movie. So what are you gonna do? Uh, she was great, drop dead gorgeous. What do you want? And yeah. I think that she is just fabulous in this movie she made me laugh so many times i don't know if it, like i know you love a finger and when do. they're doing charades and i i rewinded it a couple times because it made me laugh when i think it was Alyssa as amanda um who you know she did a terrible job but um diane stands and says song and like points oh at her. Do yes you remember that? yes 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 i do <laughs> i do remember that when they're yes which is, it's not funny out of context, but it's just like, uh, I don't know. It just made me laugh. Uh, yeah, she's she's very charming. I, uh, I, I also feel like she's just like, I don't know, a, a raspy-voiced older woman in, in the 90s. Like, that's exactly who I would want to hang out with in 1995. Like, she fits that, like, mold of, like, women I'm drawn to, you know? Oh, yeah, just like a tired social worker who still, like, runs the place. You know what I mean? She's been there for a while, but she still has a great sense of humor. She's a total catch. Um, you know, anyone who says the last Western I saw was an omelet, you know, that's... Yeah, yeah, I, I think that she's, like, she's she's sweet. And I think that she, uh, I don't know, is it, probably what helps sell the movie She and Steve Gutenberg. And I think it's even made more difficult because they only really at least what we see have like two scenes together. All they do is like she, you know, he saves her on the horseback, which by the way, both of them are riding those horses. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. No, the, both of them are riding those horses. And I assume she's still on that horse when it takes off to the beef. It's what's for dinner commercial song. <laughs> I don't know what that song is called, but that is a fucking bop. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. And it like takes off. That's I, I, I sat up. I was like, this is amazing. Yes. Do you remember those? The beef. It's what's for dinner commercials. I mean, I remember the song, but like it was just advertising beef. It was indeed just advertising. It's what's for dinner. It was. Yes. I'm going to pull it up and we're going to watch it live. through. Is it Aaron Copeland? I'm going to look up the song. It might be. Um, it's like I should know this, but I don't. Yeah, I I'd assume this was like in your wheelhouse because you're, you know. Yeah, I love beef. Um well, I've got a commercial here. I've got a 30-second commercial here that I'm going to I'm going to queue up and I'm going to play for us now. Um because I can Oh, 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 don't don't get ahead of yourself commercial. I haven't even shared it yet. Okay, hold on. All right, sharing and then I'm going to share audio as well. Window. I don't want you to see everything. Um I have the song too. Should you want me to say it before you? Yes, play it go you, for okay. it. Yeah. So the um, it is called "Ho Down" by Aaron Copeland. So I was half right. I just didn't know the title. Oh well, that's you know you you knew more than I did. Can you see my screen? Oh, I can. That's all fun. right. Well, we're gonna circa nineteen ninety three, folks. Perfect, perfect timing. We're gonna watch the beef. It's what's for dinner commercial from nineteen ninety three. Here's and there's a few of them. So if this one doesn't work, we're gonna watch another one. <laughs> They're, throw, they're showing us recipes, folks. This is a good part. You can have a great beef dinner in no time at all. Well, almost no time at all. Beef. It's what's for dinner. 
Is that new I to you? Love it. No, I remember it. Oh, thank it's you. Just, yeah, um, I totally remember that commercial. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh, there's one more. Let's just watch this one too. Yeah, I feel like the tempo was a little slow on. Yeah, that. right. Maybe there's like it gets faster. When the clay cameras dropped by unexpectedly, it was beef and pasta primavera. This one's taking off. <laughs> for the first ever straight A report card, it was stir-fried beef fajitas. Ooh. And for the upset victory in the bowling league tourney, it was bistro steak subs. Of course, it's not that you need a special occasion to appreciate dinners like these. All you really need is half an hour, and your average Wednesday will do just fine. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Wow. I want everything in that commercial right i mean how dare you show me those delicious things <laughs> oh i know it, and it really makes you want beef you know <laughs> yeah i want fajitas oh the most. absolutely absolutely um gotta remember those you know that commercial and like the gray poupon commercial where the guy shares of course. It, that yes. is like that is from such an era of commercials of like just it all has the same kind of feel for me yeah, um, I would, you know, especially this time of year, too, the Campbell Soup commercial with the snowman who melts oh, and of becomes course. A, little, a little child. Yep. Yes. Um, it has that, like, 90s film on it. You know what I mean? It's like that sort of, I don't know, it's not as sharp, but I kind of love it. There's a, I know there's a, there's something about it. I, I can't put my finger down either, but there's something about those commercials, and I know what you're talking about with the Campbell's one and with these beef ones and the Grey Poupon one. It's like there's a, it's, I guess it's a certain color quality or a certain film quality that just, to me, and it's probably because I'm now I'm like watching those commercials, even though I'm, you know, 37 now, I'm watching those commercials through my seven year old eyes. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in 1993 again. And so, and it feels good and it feels really good. Uh, and I feel like I watched commercials like this, the great Poupon one or whatever. And I thought, Oh, this is what like rich people look like, you know, like yeah, the people in the, the beef limo. commercials look like they have nice houses. Yeah, they do. I was like, I don't have a broiler. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I guess I had a broiler, but like my mom wasn't making that stuff. No, I wasn't. A, we didn't broil things, please. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that song. That oh my god, it's just it 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 features in this movie during this scene where Diane's horse, you know, uh, well induced takes by off. takes off after Amanda shoots a rock into its butt or whatever, which sounds worse than it is. Um, yeah. It was a slingshot. <laughs> it was a slingshot. It was just, just a pebble, just a pebble. It, they didn't, it, the, no horses were hurt in the filming of it takes two. Um, yes. But yeah, her horse takes off and uh, that music kicks in. And I believe it's Stephen Kirstie at every moment, uh, which makes it all the more believable. But I guess back to what I was saying Sorry, is like they yeah. have that. No, it's that's all right. I mean, I'm glad for the tangent that yeah, was the beef a tangent. Treat. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, that they have the horse encounter, you know, a brief sort of moment of her like you know patching him up at the house, and you know, of course, she blows on the wound, the wound, um, and but then that's it. And then the next time they see each other is the lake. Well, he, he comes to ask her out, but he can't. She can't. Yeah, he comes to ask her out, but that's, oh, when, that's, right. that's when he stays for lunch and there's, there's the food fight. That's right, that's right. And then he he gets a bit of that, you know, camp town spirit, and then he jumps in the lake. He says, Yahoo. He says, Yahoo. And I was and like. And then he says something else, and I didn't write it down. I was like, whoa. I mean, he didn't write it. I would hate to have to say that and jump off a dock. Yahoo. Yeah, I just thought, well, love is compromise, you know? And, <laughs> and you know, I'll say this, just speaking on Steve for a second and, and saying things he didn't write. Um, actually, this is not that has nothing to do with my point. Just that, like, watching those behind-the-scenes uh, clips, he seemed like the sweetest goose and was so nice to everybody and was really Ugh. smiley and really friendly. And so I guess... The reason I bring that up is I can imagine that Steve Gutenberg, who's like very friendly and very nice, being like, sure, I'll go Yahoo. I don't care because he just like wants to have a good time and make a nice movie, you know? Yeah, he seems like a really good dad. And I don't know if he has kids in real life, but like I bought it. I bought that he was having a good time. Let's see if there's any little Gutenbergs. God, I, if this if it turns out <gasps> that this man. Hot son Gutenberg. If, if he has a hot son. I'm I'm out of here. Uh, yeah, move over, uh, yeah. 
Scott Eastwood. Oh my God! But don't move too far <laughs> over. You know what yeah, I mean? I know, yeah. Maybe stay in the. You know, move over in the bed. Yeah. Maybe make. We gotta room, make room. Make room for Scott Con while you're at it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many Scots. Um. Well. Wow. He. Uh, uh, did he recently just get married in 2019? Oh, okay. Wow. So Steve was married from 1988 to 1992 to someone named Denise Bixler. And then he was single. He was single while filming this movie. I had a chance. <gasps> oh, my God. That Steve, did. that gorgeous Steve who could come out of the lake with his shirt sucked against his body and, and there wasn't a curve out of place. Whereas I'm more like Diane. I'm pulling the shirt away from my body <laughs> as fast as possible. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God, I know. That like uh, that mauve sweater, that yeah. purple. The layers they put her in so that it wouldn't look obscene when she her came out of the water. Her nips were hard though. I, I don't know if you noticed that. It was, it was scandalous. Oh, I, did, I thought that they or had was covered... It the- I didn't see. Maybe my S. Maybe I should have gotten the HD versus the SD on Amazon. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't see the nips. Oh, that's your D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd like to see your alley. Um, that's right. <laughs> oh, anyway. one of my one of my favorite um, Kirstie Alley choices as Diane is when he finally says, you know, they're very close to k- kissing. And of course, all the canoes fall down. And I'm so, I was like mad all I was over furious. again. I'm like, girls, I can't believe you did this. Um, but uh, he says, I, you know, it's a sign. I have a fiance or I'm getting married. And she's like, ugh, of course you are. And she goes underwater to go under the deck to the other side. I thought it was so perfect. Oh, I do. I love that part. I love it. She's like, of course you do. And then just drops right under the water. It was very yes. sweet. Yeah. Um. Uh, by the way, I don't think Steve has kids, so it's just going to be okay. Well, you know, but we'll that's always fine. have Steve. I don't. I don't know if I want to be a mom. You know, so I think it works out <laughs> fine that we can just like <laughs> focus on each other at this point. Uh, yes. So uh, I do not care that he was married again in 2019, uh, as we learned from this movie that Steve Gutenberg can get right up to saying "I do" and change his mind. It's true. I mean. Uh, one of my favorite Diane moments also is when, speaking of the wedding, is when she comes in, she she says she promised herself she wouldn't go in the church, but, you know, she did. And one, um, I guess it's after Clarice uh, slaps Roger and like they look, they pan back to Diane and she does like the eye bulge and they're like, what are you going to do? Oh, and yeah. It's, it's so funny. I love that where she was like, well, I mean, I, Ooh, can you prob- believe that? Probably deserved Ooh. it a little bit. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, yes. I mean, you know, one of the other Diane moments that I liked uh, was it was, I think, when after Alyssa as Amanda gets taken away, the butt kisses. And, oh, I know where you're going. Yep, think, and Diane comes like storming into the office and she's like, you are supposed to protect. And it is yes. like it is Tony Collette in Hereditary. It is Kirstie Alley auditioning <laughs> for Hereditary. Oh my god, yes. And then she's like, "I'm taking the Jeep." And they're like, "You can." And she's like, "Oh, don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you. mumble, oh mumble, god. mumble." Oh, it was yeah. so funny. Oh, it's great. Ugh. Yeah, I you know I think that like I went into this thinking, "Oh God, I I know Kirstie Alley's in this, but I think she's like insanely broad and like not very good." And I don't know where I was. I don't know. I don't know why. She's perfect. I, yeah, she's perfect. Even when she's screaming on the horse and she's panicked, I still appreciate. I thought she was great. I think she's just great. Committed. In this movie. Yeah. Lou who? I love when she. Oh, Lou who? Yeah. I mean, her and uh, Philip Bosco are great together. I would. I would love like a buddy cop movie with them. They did. I did like that. They did have that scene together uh, towards the end. I, I, yeah, it's like her. Her like accent came back. Oh know? yeah! All of a sudden, she was Diane Burrows again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Suddenly, she's Leo from Smash. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my gosh! I I do have to mention really quickly. I do love Carlo, the hairdresser, who says, "I'm a hairdresser, not a zookeeper." I just love that line. He. That's the only time we see him. But that was all we saw. Me- and I yep. was like, is he, is that, is that Eric Stone Street or some like went on to play a gay yeah, person? Right? But I don't think it was anybody. I think he went the way of a, of a Michelle Grissom as, as Carmen. Yes. And I, I think really, um, speaking of Queen Philip Bosco, you know, we, we, we've talked about him a little bit, but I, I do think that this role is like, I like when this type of role really does have more, 
Um, I don't know. I love that he has this sort of like uh, pull, you know, with Lou. I thought Lou was going to be some sort of mobster or something like that, but he wasn't. He just like, he's like, I got you covered if you need someone. But I, I'm so glad that Alyssa and Amanda both had Vincenzo on their side. Like, if this was a, a Gary Marshall movie, this would be a Hector Elizondo role. Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, he's just, like, weaved into things a bit more. Um, like, you could compare, like, what didn't Hector Elizondo play, like, the, he, like, worked at the hotel in Pretty Woman or something like that? Something like, yeah, I can picture it. I It's it's the guy who's kind of always watching and paying attention and kind of giving a glance from, you know, from the side and then, like, you know, has a moment to give some, you know, one-on-one advice or to have a tender moment. And then towards the end, you know, gets to, doesn't get to have the big comeuppance moment, but gets to be part of the comeuppance. Yes. And I, I think the female equivalent of this is um in the parent trap, the Lindsay Lohan parent trap is Lisa Ann Walter, who is in Abbott Elementary. Of course. And who plays uh and, and I'm I'm happy to report in season two she's getting they're writing better stuff for her because I was like, You have her, use her. Like don't give her all these like just dumb jersey lines yeah. you know what i mean hey, i got a sandwich you know like that's her whole character yeah don't talk to me you know she had this it was a great episode actually um with her and lauren weedman who uh, plays doris in looking and i feel like we we did another movie with her we talked about her when she was in the show special that's right and she plays the mayor in hacks oh my god yes yeah that's right um, and they're really good together. I'm glad they kind of wrote Lauren Weedman in. I'm always happy to see her working. And Lisa Ann Walter and her play like sisters who are like feuding. Like it's like a 25 year feud over like a lasagna or something. But it, you know, it works. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't, I think I've seen the first episode of season two, but that was it so far of Abbott Elementary. Yeah. But uh, a reason to keep watching eventually. I love Lauren Weedman. I feel like she's one of yeah. those like, oh, She's a Mary Kay place. Oh, she's in it? Oh, okay. I want to see it, you know? Yep. She always does good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But this is all to say that Philip Bosco is is perfect. I think that, you know, this is like peak Philip Bosco in the 90s. A good era. This was good for Philip. And it was good to have a queen back on the podcast again. Uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, I, I, I mean, I have to say, I probably don't have a ton of other notes. I do have one thought but maybe i'll save that towards the end of our discussion if you because i know you have some, maybe some other diane thoughts what else what else is on your list no that's kind of i mean i'm I'm scrolling through my notes i feel you know look it's it's i mean one of the things i also loved about this too is it's like an, a cool hour and 45 minutes so and, and there's not a lot of you know there's not a lot of meat here but i will say this how about this Amanda, whatever twin was playing Amanda at this point in the movie when she does her little piano recital and she's like bebopping around and she takes a bite of that, um, the escargot and she oh. said, this tastes like a balloon. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. I like, she's like, this tastes like the, her delivery was good. Uh, she's like all this money and these people are eating slugs. It just, it, it was very natural. And I love when she says Chopin instead of Chopin and it's, it's perfect. I guess that's it, fair. We should at least mention the Olsen twins in some respect. They are in this movie, and they're the Olsen twins. Nobody's expecting, you know, Vanessa and Lynn Redgrave. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yes. But um, that line, so I, I don't know why I was starting to put a bow on things, because that line, my old college roommate and I used to quote that line all the time. We, that was like a, a <gasps> no we, which we would way. always say like, it tastes like a balloon because it is such a funny line delivery of like, I don't know why that moment was pitch perfect. Not just for a child actor, just great line delivery. It's almost as if they gave her the slug, the slug, uh, the, the like the esco, the snail and like said, like, just tell us what you think it tastes like. Cause it just felt like she ate it for the first time. It was like the best acting in the entire movie mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, it, it was w- funny. It wasn't because I mean, again, watching those behind the scenes things, you can see like how much the director is like giving line readings and, and you know, literally like moving their body to show them how they should then move. Like it's they're being kind of moved through the motion, so to speak. And so it would make sense that maybe something happened organically in that moment. Yeah, it seemed like a little bit of a standout moment. And I did love 
just like how snotty she was when she talks about like and my new stepmother who I absolutely adore because that's how Clarice yeah said it. I was that like was cute. Right, this is good I like this you know I was gonna send it to you and I almost might even have it be part of your assignment on the best sporting after show but okay. I do really feel like it's important that you are familiar with the song and the video for um I am the cute one. She's just my sister. Is this a Mary Kate and Olsen? Mary Mary Kate and Olsen. This is it um, like a song that they it's recorded. It's a song or that they recorded. Oh my! It's a couple God. years before this, so they're younger and like it is unhinged. Apparently, because when I I saw in the comments for the YouTube video, apparently Colleen Ballinger and her sister recreated this video, and so that like kind of brought it back into uh, people's, you know, brought brought people back to it. But I'm telling you, it is actually. You know what? We have the ability to screen share. I kind of want to just watch a little of it. Um, Absolutely. So let me bring that up because I think that would be really good for all of us involved. For you to see, I mean, we don't even have, I mean, it's not even very long. We could literally watch the whole thing, but everything about it is just so strange. Okay. Uh, where, okay. Oh, there's also mom's song. I couldn't get through that one. That was so boring. Um, I got into a Mary Kate and Ashley rabbit hole. Um, okay. Nice. I got to start from the beginning. Okay. Uh, all right. Let me share my screen. Let me share a Chrome tab with you. It's I am the cute one. All right. Can you see that? I see it. All right. Uh, how long is this? Well, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go through like a minute of it or so. Sure. Uh, folks, certainly listen along, but don't, don't short yourself the opportunity to watch the video for I Am The Cute One. Oh, my goodness. What? Okay. Okay, we gotta stop it. Oh, it's so good. I mean, the best part of this is the reaction from the whoever's not saying. Yeah. Oh, and that's the whole thing. And they're just they're terrible. The reactions are so bad. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. it's just like yeah, bad furrowed brow frowning and 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 shaking of their head and like they have like fifty pounds of clothes on too. Yes, it's like necklaces and leather jackets, and they look like they're being weighed down. Yeah, they look like they're hiding in someone's attic. Like it is so. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so I will. Uh, that is a little sneak preview. Um, of I am the cute one, and uh, I'll send that send that link your way so that you can finish it on your own. Uh, you know, uh, the thing I wanted to kind of, uh, if we're if we're you know coming around the the end here, I mean, again, yeah, there's not not much meat on these ribs. Yeah, like we're close, yeah. You know, we we I'm glad we talked about this movie, but you know, once we got here, it's like it's not Cloris Leachman, you know, in in the last picture show. No one's throwing the yeah. coffee across the kitchen oh, in the last scene, you know. It's so good. But as I was getting swept up in in this narrative and that feeling, you know, like that's what it is. It's like the, the being swept up in a movie like this is less about like the plot or the writing and all of that. And like so much more about that, like that feeling that you, that's reminiscent of being a kid and watching a movie where you're just like, you care about this stupid thing. You know, you care about what's going to happen. You kind of wonder if, if Diane and Roger are going to get together or how they're going to make it happen. And it's like, as an adult, I'm like, obviously they're going to get together. Like, I know that because I'm an adult and I know that because I've seen this movie like a dozen times, you know, yeah, give or take 20, you know? Sure. And so it's just kind of like that, like that, I don't know, the emotion, I guess, the physical feelings, whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say. The point being, as I was watching this and I was getting all of those good feelings, it made me think of another movie that I also got very swept up with 
and in as a child and sometimes watching it as an older child. And this is a movie that you and I need to talk about in person because we've briefly texted about it. Okay. And this is A Little Princess. (gasps) Colin, (laughs) I thought the same thing watching this and I was like, First of all, I don't remember talking about it with you. So, because I, in my mind, I was like, he'll never go for it. He never would. Oh, oh, au contraire, uh, mon frere. I, (laughs) that movie, oh my God. Miss Minchin. Miss Minchin. She. We have to do it. We have to do it. We have to do it. The the scene, the the scene, the breakfast scene when they wake up and the, there's all the oh, breakfast, all the the goodness. drama of the 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 climax of that movie. I thought my the rain, heart, the rain when she reaches her hand out. Oh, oh my god, Papa! I, yes, I. This movie, I thought the drama of like is is. You know, are Amanda and Diane going to be able to ride from Central Park to St. Patrick's Cathedral or whatever in in the in the twenty seconds that um, Roger has to say "I do"? It, I thought that was dramatic. Y'all don't know nothing if you haven't seen a Little Princess. Oh my god! And her friend Becky, her like best friend, like yeah, it's her little friend who I mean, I, I don't want to ruin it, but her little friend. And you know what? That movie is kind of similar to this one because it's like here poor girl you can come be my sister now oh and i have a dad yeah miss mention like she has layers too oh she has layers she's nasty now that oh so that came out the same year 1995 uh and it was i remember looking this up recently or not or semi-recently but yes it was liesel matthews who who uh quit acting eventually um she was just over it but yeah there's eleanor braun as miss minchin and then rusty schwimmer as amelia minchin and i feel oh, like she's my goodness is it right isn't she isn't she am i crazy isn't she on gray's anatomy all oh, the time no isn't she know. doesn't she play like a nurse on gray's anatomy or something Okay, so I just Googled it, and she did. She was both on. She was on Private Practice, but she was also on Grey's Anatomy. She played Patricia Phillips in the season thirteen Grey's Anatomy episode "Catastrophe and the Cure." Well, it, she's not the nurse I was thinking of, but still, there was a psychic connection. She was in Grey's Anatomy. Can you see if she was in an episode of Jag ever? No, I'm just kidding. I know, yeah, um, right. But no, I know. I really, I was thinking that while I was watching this, I was like, you know what, and. I don't know why, but this just feels like a Christmassy kind of movie. It does, yeah. I was just gonna say. So like, oh my god, <clears throat> you know, I'm and out. maybe we're kind of in an era of. I mean, it came out in May of 1995, but who is that to tell us when we watch a little a little princess? Uh. Um, but you know, I mean, we did a kids movie this week that we got swept up in. That isn't actually yes. a very good movie. And then there is a little princess directed by Alfonso. Quran, who I know, Quaron, yeah. who I know is uh, a a bit more uh, a bit more of a name than uh, the It Takes Two company. So yeah. I, that could be actually like a mix of the prestige pictures that Oscar perform. What am I saying? The prestige pictures that people want to hear us talk about, and the kids' movies that we want to talk about. Yeah, I think it's perfect. I feel like A Little Princess is like The Hours and It Takes Two is like Hocus Pocus. Oh my God, totally. Oh my God. I feel like A Little Princess is The Hours of Our Childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, yes, yes. Um, I would even like raise, even though I don't remember seeing... It it's an like the the Secret Garden is kind of close to that as well. And I've never seen the Secret Garden. I only yeah, I know feel like I've only seen bits. Yeah, I know there's like a little boy named Colin in it, and so I feel Ooh, like I that's cute. I resisted, but I think he's like sick or mean or both or something. Okay, like that. yeah. So um, forget it. Then just forget it. I just this <laughs> is a garbage. This is a vanity project. Throws yeah, cake in the garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, throws the Secret <laughs> Garden DVD in the garbage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's our favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, well, that's exciting. If anything came out of this episode, it's a little princess. It's a little princess. I just thought, you know, because we either we had talked about it. I don't remember why. I just think I had like texted you something, and then like 
tossing out the chance that you may have be you may be familiar with Little Princess, and you were like very familiar with it. I got like an all caps response, and I knew yeah. that someday we would do a Little Princess on this podcast. Oh my god, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait either. That movie. Oh God, I'm gonna cry. I'm, I know. I feel like I was gonna. I'm gonna need a moment. Yeah, you know? I might cry during the episode. I don't know. <laughs> So get ready for that. Yeah, Lou Who. Yeah, Lou Who. <laughs> I'd love to do a super, uh, an edit of her saying Lou Who and Tom Hanks going, who's Lou in, in A League of Their Own? Oh, yes, that's perfect. Right? <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, for like, like the, the reciprocal. Right? Ugh. Anyway, perfect. are we being played off? I think we are. I think yeah. it's time. I think we're being played off. But you know what? I think the fact that we got an hour out of it takes two. You know, it took 60, it took 60 minutes. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but more importantly, uh, we are shuffling off this mortal coil, uh, so to speak. And where can folks find more of you? Uh, you can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kachanov. How about you? Well, you could find more of me on All Right Mary, where we are uh, coming on the home stretch of covering drag- Dragula Titans on the main feed. We've been putting out movies like Waiting for Guffman and You've Got Mail on Patreon. Uh, so it's been it's been a fun month. Um, you could find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and you could find both of us in a best supporting capacity at BSA Pod, or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, as, as Amanda Lemon might say, keep your freaking peepers peeled because uh, coming up uh, right, right quick is the Best Supporting After Show where we are going to discuss the White Lotus, including our White Lotus Season 3 fantasy casting. Uh, I mean, I'm confident in mine, but like, I wish I had like, a, like three more weeks to think. I could change, you know, I, I'm like, ooh, what about her? Ooh, but him, you know? I know. It's exciting, I, though. It's I know. It's a great assignment. I'm, do, I'm having the same feelings of like, I this, this. We'll just do it every week. We'll do it every week. Of the year. Yeah, every week it'll be like, huh, how's the guest list? Any, any cancellations? Any new yeah, guests? Any deaths? Any yeah. deaths? Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you want to join us for that, folks, uh, and get early at. at, at and get early access to episodes just like this and a little princess next week, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash bsapod. I can't wait. And we're talking go- uh, golden globe. No- Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> golden globes. Golden globe nominations. Uh, you know, it's an action-packed episode. Yeah. So, listen. That, as they say, is that. Two can make that single move. Nothing really kind of